Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. It would appear the idea of having private health care is growing on Canadians. Yeah, as some provinces turn to the private sector to address pressures in the health care system, a new poll suggests more Canadians than ever are open to the idea of private delivery of health care. The Ipsos poll done exclusively for Global News found 59% of the 1,001 adults surveyed expressed support for the private delivery of publicly funded health services. 60% of respondents were also in favour of private health care for those who can afford it. 85% of Canadians say drastic changes are needed in the health system to meet the needs of the community. But when it comes to how to pay for such a shift in health care delivery, there does not appear to be a strong consensus. Only 48% of respondents believe the needed funds should come from the introduction of new uh, user fees for private health services. Younger Canadians in the 18 to 34 age range were more likely to say that they travel to and pay for care in America than those who identified as Gen Z and Millennial were more likely to support the idea of private health care delivery options. Pollsters say while it's clear younger Canadians appear to be more open to privatization, older respondents, especially those over 55 who are more likely to vote, were less supportive. The results come ahead of a meeting tomorrow between the premiers and prime minister over health funding. The premiers have been calling on the federal government to increase their share of health costs to 35% from the current 22%. Speaking of health care, Ontario's top doctor is suggesting there wasn't much that could be done to avoid the surge of sickness we saw last fall. Yeah, Public Health Ontario Science Brief says introducing a mask mandate when respiratory viruses surged in the fall may not have eased the crush on pediatric hospitals. The brief provides a glimpse of the evidence on which Chief Medical Officer of Health Dr. Kieran Moore made his decision to go no further than a strong recommendation on masking in mid-November. The effects of masking on the transmission of COVID-19 are strong, the brief from late November notes. Mandates may not have produced more of a benefit than recommendations, its research suggests. But with influenza and respiratory uh, viruses like RSV circulating at a time as well as COVID-19, the benefits of mask mandates became less clear of of the group of experts. Uh, Moore says the evidence for strictly introducing a mask mandate was not there. Public Health Ontario concludes that a layered approach with masking, vaccination and staying home when sick would reduce respiratory viral transmission among children. In this city, a weekend fire in the East End is under investigation. Yeah, London police say a fire yesterday morning remains under investigation. Emergency crews were called to the home yesterday morning at around 11 o'clock in the 1000 block of Trafalgar Street. Two people were evacuated and suffered no injuries. Now, few details about the blaze have been revealed beyond the fact that police and fire are investigating the cause. Police say it's unclear whether the blaze is considered suspicious. A damage estimate has not been released. A major earthquake has rocked Turkey. Yeah, there's a large-scale devastation across southern Turkey and northern Syria following a 7.8 magnitude earthquake. On both sides of the border, residents were jolted out of their sleep by the tremors several hours before dawn and rushed outside in a cold, rainy and snowy winter night. Emergency officials in the region say hundreds of buildings have been toppled and more than 600 people have been killed, with the death toll expected to continue rising. Rescue workers and residents in multiple cities are searching for survivors 
working through tangles of metal and giant piles of concrete. The quake was felt as far away as Cairo and was centered around 90 kilometers from the Syrian border. At least 20 aftershocks followed. Some hours later during daylight, the strongest measuring 6.6. The earthquake came as the Middle East is experiencing a snowstorm that's expected to continue until Thursday. And China continues to be upset that the United States shot down their spy balloon. Yeah, China is accusing the U.S. of indiscriminate use of force against the suspected Chinese spy balloon after it traversed sensitive military sites across North America. China insisted the flyover was an accident involving a civilian aircraft and was completely out of their control. The U.S. has denied China's claims that the craft was civilian and is taking the wreckage for study. U.S. Ambassador to Canada David Cohen told Global News over the weekend this isn't the first time a surveillance balloon from China has been spotted in the U.S. In fact, the ambassador says China and Russia have both done it in the past. Officials also say the balloon spent time in Canadian airspace. Canadian authorities say they support the America's decision to shoot down the balloon. Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1519, Sir Walter Raleigh uh, left England to explore South America. In 1722, in Quebec City, abandoning children became a death penalty offense. In 1813, Americans from Ogdensburg, New York, raided Brockville, Ontario, and took 52 hostages. In 1894, Ontario residents voted for the prohibition of alcohol. In 1948, Ottawa teenager Barbara Ann Scott became the first North American woman to win the Olympic figure skating title. In 1952, King George VI died of cancer at the age of 56. His eldest daughter succeeded him as Queen Elizabeth II. In 1967, Manitoba introduced a 5% sales tax to finance education and social services. The tax, which took effect on June 1st of that year, left Alberta as the only province without a provincial sales tax. In 1971, astronaut Alan Shepard used a six iron to hit golf balls on the moon during the Apollo 14 mission. In 1977, Quebec Premier René Lévesque drove over a man lying on a street in Montreal. A coroner ruled that there was no criminal responsibility and Lévesque was fined $25 for not wearing his glasses at the time. In 1988, the first Canadian quince conceived outside their mother's womb uh, were born in Toronto. In 2002, Queen Elizabeth II marked the 50th anniversary of her accession to the throne. In 2006, Stephen Harper was sworn in as the 22nd Prime Minister of Canada, along with his 26-member cabinet that included one unelected member and one Liberal defector. In 2014, Jay Leno bid farewell to The Tonight Show for the second time, making way for Jimmy Fallon, who took the show back to New York. In 2017, Queen Elizabeth II became the first British monarch to reach the Sapphire Jubilee milestone of 65 years on the throne on this day in 2020. The doctor who was reprimanded in December of 2019 by Chinese authorities for sounding an early warning about the coronavirus outbreak died of the illness. He was 34 years old. And on this day in 2022, Ottawa Mayor Jim Watson declared a state of emergency to better handle the street-clogging protest that was in his ninth day. Protesters calling were calling on Ottawa to end a range of pandemic restrictions put in 
in place by various levels of government. Happy birthday to listener Janet, who turns 53. Today, you share a birthday with Axel Rose, who turns 61. Rick Astley is 57. Former Toronto Raptor Chris Humphreys is 38. And Charlie Heaton from Stranger Things turns 29. 911.